0: All right, we are teaching the Apostle Paul ministry, and guess what? We are on tape, uh, audio, video, DVD, however you want to say it, 95 and 96 today. So you'll realize we're not going anywhere soon. All right, so what we want to do today is to uh, continue. Uh, Last week, uh, we talked about three words. Go to the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter number one. From the book of Ephesians chapter number one, one of the things you have to understand when you study the word of God, especially Ephesians, uh, other bu- books, but especially Ephesians, you must understand that in the book of Ephesians, there are times Paul will talk to the church, which will be the Jewish people, and then there'll be times he will talk to uh, the Gentiles. Now the gospel itself, the whole thing is to the Gentiles. All right, but he would also uh talk about some, the jews in some of these places okay so we have to always understand that so when i when i when i read ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 through 12 he's going to talk to the Gentiles. he's not actually talking to them all the time he's telling the jews he's telling the gentiles about the jews and what belonged to them and then with the gentile you will partake of that you see so you have to always understand it all right So I might do that today also just to give you a a record in there. All right, so Ephesians chapter 1, I'm going to just do this where I want to get my subject first. Then I come back and read verse 1 through verse number uh, 12. I'm going to start verse 13 now. Ephesians 1, 13, King James Version. Watch what he says to them in Ephesians 1, King James Version. He says, in whom you... Now, once he got there, he's talking to Jew, Gentile. You're going to see it. He's going to come out and say Gentile in some of the translations. In whom you Gentiles also trusted. After that, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after you believed, which we talked about last week, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Two things that he said that they did. After this happened, after this happened, First thing he says, after you believe. That was the first thing. Say that with me. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. After you heard. Come on, say it with me. After you heard. heard. Then second, after you believe. So those are the two words that said after. After you uh, heard the word of truth, then after you believe the word of truth. So you did two things. After you heard, then after you believe. This is the part I'm going to now, the third part. Now, last week, we talked about after you believed. So you need to get those two teachings. They're already on your YouTube channel and also on your podcast, okay? So, uh, and also where we have our podcast. I'm going to go verse number, the last part of verse 13 is what we're teaching on today. So after you heard, after you believed, I'm talking about today, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So I'm going to put down the sealed with the Holy Spirit. That's what we talk about today. Sealed with the Holy Spirit. Now that's what happened to you. I want you to understand when you believe in other teachings, when you be- when you believe in other teachings, you understand it's totally different because it's time that God's going to be talking to the Jewish people and there are times he's going to be talking to the Gentiles. Now, if you read, if you're basing your salvation on Romans 10, 9, and 10, which a lot of people are, you don't hear this this way. What you hear is you, you got this by your confession. So I'm going I'm I'm to read two, two different places and I'm going to see, do you understand? See, my whole point of ministry is to bring the church to understanding. See, you have to start off with three words. You want to write them down somewhere, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Those are God's power words in the word. He starts you off. See, the, the, when you get down to the word truth, truth is a trinity. When you say you know the truth, that means you know the trinity. Now you have to know the trinity means wisdom, knowledge, understanding. So a lot of people is at wisdom, but they're not at knowledge. They don't have the knowledge yet. So what are, you, what are you going to? You're going to understand it. You see, because you can't keep the word, operating the word until you understand it. All right, so that's my goal. Is to bring you in this church, and those people who listen to us on radio and television. My job is by the Holy Ghost is to bring you to understanding. All right. Now, uh, we we'll show you that a little later, but that that's my goal. All right. In whom, once again, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. Number two, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after you believed. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, you can't get it no clearer. He told you when you received the Holy Spirit. After you did two things. After you heard, come on, say it one more time because I'm getting ready to take you to some places where you heard different, differently. And people are believing differently and I don't want you to get caught up in that. Okay? So number one after you what? Heard. Number two after you? believed, right, and he told you what you heard, told you what you had to believe, the word of truth, so he didn't tell you something else, so you got to understand there are different teachings in the Bible, all right, so I'm getting ready to show you a couple more different ones, and you will see the difference, all right, now let's go back to Acts 2.36, we six. We're talking about how people receive the Holy Spirit, all right. Let's go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Uh, Because I'm doing this because a lot of people are deceived because they are not believing. You don't get, listen, your ministry is the gospel of Christ, the gospel of grace. You are in the dispensation of grace. In the dispensation of grace, everything is freely given. And all you have to do to get it is to hear it and believe it. All right, this is your inheritance. All right, now, Acts chapter 2, watch when you hear works. Watch when you hear the difference. Acts chapter 2, verse 36, on the screen. Acts 2, 36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel, telling you who he's talking to, let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, therefore, when they heard this, who, when, who heard this? See, that's what I'm seeing. Now you listen. Verse 36 says, Therefore let all the house of Israel... See, he's not talking to the body of Christ. The gospel is preached to the Gentiles. Israel is the Jews. They had a different covenant than you have. Therefore let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucify, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles men and brethren, what shall we do all right then Peter said to them repent how many know this work See, you have to hear what work is repent number two be baptized can't you hear two things that's worked so far come on now all right every one of you watch this in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, they got to do that to receive remission of sins. Acts 26, uh, 18 told us all we had to do to receive. It said about repent. That's why I keep reading Acts 2, Acts 26, I'm sorry, and verse 18, because one of the days you're going to read it. It didn't say repent. It didn't say be baptized. All right, but now he's talking to the Jews. And receive, repent, believe, be baptized in the name of jesus christ and read read i need you to read and read and do y'all know who i am first let me go back to acts two thirty six again it's on the screen verse 36 said therefore peter said to them be repent be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive what The gift of the Holy Ghost. Can't you see they had to do something to get the Holy Ghost? And then verse number 38 said, The promise is the Holy Ghost is unto you and unto your children and to all afar off which were us, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And he tells you how you got it. He called you. All right. Now, I'm going to give you another one. That's one. Let me go to Romans chapter 10. See, if you, if you just compare spiritual things with spiritual things, you know things are different. And if you don't do this, you're going to be deceived. That's why I tell people they hither and thither and they just think it's better and better and don't realize something. You are already under grace. You are, this is what happened to the children of Israel. This is what happened to a lot of the Gentiles. That's why we have the book of Galatians. They were already under grace. They got converted under grace. Then they left and went over there where they were giving our communion on Sunday. So you can get your bread and your wafer when you come through the door. So you can repent, so you be baptized in Jesus' name. See, that's why a lot of people left the church. Because they think that's right, but they left grace. Grace is no more works. Say it with me, grace. grace. No more works. No more right, that's, that's Romans 11 and 6 in case you take a note. If it's grace, it can't be work. And you got to know what work is. See, we first, when God God showed me years ago, this is when God began to show me grace. And after he showed it to me a little at a time, I I know I had opposition spirits in the church. Let me tell you what. We used to have bulletins. Anybody remember those days? We used to have bulletins, all right? And we passed them out the door. Everybody got a bulletin. And God said to me, he said, you are already telling the Holy Ghost what you want him to do. So how are you going to help you? You're giving the Holy Spirit an order of service. You're telling the Holy Spirit what you're going to do in this service. How are you going to help you? See, once I did that, the Spirit of God is not going to go against me. So the Lord showed me, I said, okay, I'm done with bulletins. And then he was just like, well, how are people going to know what you're doing? Did I catch on. You know? And you know what? How many, how many missed bulletins in here today? You, can't, you just thought about it when I said, oh, we used to have bulletins. That's how long ago we had bulletins. And then God showed me, he says, you, you got to get away from these Old Testament types if you're going to teach grace. First thing he told me was water baptism. I'm going like, no, communion. Bread on the table. No, water baptism. I don't know which one is first. So I went home and told my wife, I, this is the truth. I said, honey, God showed me that we're not going to be able to do this anymore because we're going to be teaching grace. I'm not going to tell you what happened on that. But, but but it, it didn't sound real good because we had not, we've been doing this forever. And then I came back and told my wife, I said, now, I know you didn't take the last one too good, but the Lord showed you. Now he told us to take away the baptism or take away the bread on the table now we clasped again pow now we didn't hit one another okay we don't do that we've been married 55 54 years Chris. listen watch this and after that the lord showed her am i right honey that's how it happened and so god showed me he said son even your wife had to see what you were saying so it's going to take a little while for the people to see it, just like it was her. You go tell them, but it's going to take a while for them to receive it. Okay, after that, okay, you're all right, honey? Now, and then when you go back and see what grace, the definition of grace is, it is God's divine favor. Because, see, I'm going to be teaching on that soon. God's divine favor. And if you're going to teach God's divine favor, you can't have work. All right? Now, we, we're in Romans 10 yet? Now, look at Romans chapter 10. Now, we're going to start reading in verse number one. Because we're going to make sure you know who we're talking to. And I got a lot of words for you. Believe me. This right here is just a My brother, he's talking to Israel. He said, Brother, my heart, desire and prayer to God for Israel is. Now, you can see who he's talking about here. Israel, that they might be saved. Isn't that something? That they might be. Now, why was he saying this? You want to write it down, because they were saved by grace. And until they received the grace of God, they could not come back into the fellowship with God. Remember, remember, they left the grace of God through Adam. So we're going to get to that. But now you were saved by grace. See, those two things you got to always keep in mind. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures on each one uh, just a moment. You remind me, put those down. Israel was saved by, they were chosen, sorry, chosen by grace. You were saved by grace. Those are the difference. Israel, chosen by grace. You, saved by grace. We have these on our podcast. All right. Now, in Romans chapter 10, and verse number three says, verse two says, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. See, they are very zealous of God, but not according to knowledge. See? Remember those three words? Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. They lack knowledge. Here in verse 3 said, they have been ignorant of God's righteousness. How many know today who's God's righteousness? It's not Hard. He's in you. You and Him. See, you got you to get this. Christ is God's righteousness. Let me give you a scripture, 1 Corinthians 1 and 30. See, you gotta understand Christ is your righteousness. You don't have your own righteousness in the new covenant. All right for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, so you just put Christ by there, if you ever want to know, and being about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to, watch this, until the righteousness of God. Next verse, Christ, that's why I'm asking you, if you read Romans 10, it'll tell you, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. So who is your righteousness? Christ. You are in righteousness. You are the righteousness of God. You are the body of Christ. (laughs) See, you got to understand, you, the body of Christ, you are the righteousness of God. God made you righteous. Remember, He took ours and gave us His. 2 Corinthians 5 21, He was made to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So, you got to know, you, the righteousness of God. So, you don't need to do nothing to please Him. He's already made you righteous. Just live right. All right. Now, verse number five, Moses, see, you you switch now. You went from Israel to Moses. Moses described, you got to get it, Moses described what? The righteousness of the law. So you got to understand, that was a righteousness of the law by Moses. That the man which doeth these things got to live by them. Now, remember, when you got into Paul, right, he told Jews they had to live by what? The Jews shall live by, it's not hard, not complicated. They have to live by faith. You live through faith. I gave you that in Romans. Anybody remember the verse? 330. Okay, I got to move on. But verse number six, but the righteousness which is of faith, Can you see the change? How many righteousness has he dealt with so far? Number one, I gave you the righteousness of God. See, if you've taken notes, you'll know. I gave you first the righteousness of God. Then I gave you, verse 5, the righteousness of the law. Then I just came back here to the righteousness, which is of faith. Are you all okay? All right, the righteousness, which is of faith, speaketh on this Why? Now, this is the righteousness here that's, for Israel, but most of the church is going by it. It is called the righteousness of faith. Now, I just told you who your righteousness is. And I told you your righteousness is the righteousness of God. Hello? Uh, hold your finger right there. Let's go see that you check it out. I told you go to First Corinthians 1 and 30. Make books over. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1 and 30, and I need you to mark this in your Bible. You've got to be able to know the difference in righteousness because that's who you are. You are God's righteousness. And we're going to go from here to 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 21. 1 Corinthians 1, 30 is where you are right now. Let's read. See, I need you to read, read, read. But of him are you in Christ Jesus. But of God you are in Christ Jesus, who is made unto us what? That tell you Christ is what? Is your wisdom. Christ is your righteousness. Christ is your sanctification. Christ is your... Now you need to put Christ is by that so if you ever read it again, you know that's talking about Christ is mine. The rest of it is already there. Christ is mine. One, two, three, four. So you don't have to try to get sanctified on me because why? Christ is mine. Sanctification. You don't have to worry about forgiveness no more, right? Because Christ is my. See, if you, if you understand the word, you'll know who he is because now you in Christ. Christ in you. All right? That's how you know the word. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians 5. We'll come back to Romans. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm doing all of this headed to my message. Believe me. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 21. So you got to know you the righteousness of God in Christ. Christ that made you righteous. Christ now is your righteousness. Christ is the righteousness of God. So when you see the righteousness of faith, you got to know that ain't talking about you. Because there's righteousness of the faith, then there's righteousness of the law. And so when you get into the righteousness of faith, I'm going to show you both of those that's, mis- that's being used because they're not interchangeable. And verse 21, 2 Corinthians 5:21, waiting on you. Read: For he has made him, Christ, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we may be made. You are made. Come on, read. Finish. Finish your sinner. You are re- made what? I need to hear you this morning. You are made what? The righteousness of God in him. Now let's go back to Romans 10. Come on, put in your note. Christ is the righteousness of God. I've been made the righteousness of God in him. This is the most misunderstood teaching that is in the body of Christ. So let's go back to Romans chapter 10 and verse 3. Are you there yet? All right, come on, read. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. Who righteousness? God's righteousness. And and going about to establish their own righteousness, they have not submitted themselves to what? The righteousness of God. How many know that's us? Christ is made unto us what? What righteousness? The righteousness of God, right? Now let's read verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Now we get ready to go to another righteousness. Verse 5, Moses described the righteousness which is of the law. Can't you see the change? Come on now. All right. I need you to talk to me today. I don't need no... (laughs) Talk to me. I want to make sure you know that this is your salvation. And I want to make sure you're not believing the wrong thing. Help me out. Help me to help you. All right. But today, if you got the righteousness of the law, you got to live by the law. Verse 6, read. But the righteousness which is of faith. Can't you see the difference in the righteousness? How many righteousness have I shown you so far? This is the second time I'm asking you this. I said the righteousness of God, that's me. The righteousness of Of the law, that was Israel. But now they move into the new covenant, the righteous by faith is what they talk about there. But the righteous which is of faith or by faith, that still ain't you. Because you are the righteous of God. All right. All right. Through faith. Now let's go to keep on reading all right now verse number six again but the righteous is of faith speaketh on this wise say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down from above who shall descend into the deep that is to bring up Christ again from the dead but what says it now I need you to come back and read with me the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart that is the word of faith which we preach here it is that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart, what? God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Don't mean you're saved yet, you shall be. Keep reading verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto, oh wait a minute. Here, you got to believe on the righteousness. Now what's the difference in your Righteousness. This is what I ask you to write down. Christ is my righteousness. See, if you just do what I ask you, you can see the difference. You can't figure this out with your head. Believe me. I told you to put down, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Christ is my righteousness, 1 Corinthians 1 and 30. Then I come here and I show you Romans 10 and 10, for with the heart man believe on the righteousness. So what happens if you don't believe on the righteousness? You'll never get righteous. For with the heart man believe on the righteousness, and with the mouth confession. You don't see no believing in your confession in what I gave you in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. Say I understand. Say I understand. All right. For with the heart man believe on the righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So otherwise what he's saying here is if you don't believe it, you don't confess, you don't get it. Your salvation is the Holy Spirit. Now, why am I doing that? Because there are many people who are confused on righteousness. Now let me go back to Romans. Let me show you the difference in the two righteousness. Romans chapter 4 and verse eleven, and you want to put there, and I'm going to take you to Galatia, chapter two, and we're going to see Galatia chapter two, and we're going to look at verse number sixteen and twenty. Galatia chapter two, verse sixteen and twenty. First, you're going to start out with Romans four eleven. I'm waiting on you. Okay, here's a screen. Are you ready to read? All right, come on. And he received and and. and well, let's back. Let's back. Uh, verse nine, so you know who the person is. Go back to verse nine. I'm sorry, Romans four and nine. Are you there now? Okay. Comment this blessedness upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision, to my Jews and Gentiles. Also, it For for we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. What was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness? So with Abraham, his faith is counted for righteousness. That's not you. Why that's not you? See, that's what I'm saying. I gave it to you. If you ever just stop and just write it down. Christ is my righteousness. It's not hard. Just take a pencil. Christ is my righteousness. So if he says anything else, that's not my righteousness. I'm not angry. I hate to see people think they got it. and you die and go to hell, man, this ain't no game. You cannot be halfway right with the Bible. It's truth and it's lie, no in-between. All right, we're in Romans chapter 4. Let me say it again, verse verse 9, cometh this righteousness, cometh this blessedness upon the circumcision only, upon the uncircumcision. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for what? Now let's, we're gonna come back there, but let's back back to verse number 3, the same chapter. are you there look at your Bible look at this screen I need you today all right for what saith the scripture Abraham did what believed God and it was counted to him for what how did Abraham get his righteousness he believed God for it see he believed God it was counted to him for righteousness you didn't believe God to get righteousness Who is your righteousness? Christ. That's what you got to hold on to. When did God put you in Christ? That's what the cross for. The when, the how is the cross. So if I ever ask you when you got it or how you got it, that's Calvary, that's the cross. His deathbed resurrection was your deathbed resurrection. You are risen in Christ. God put you in Christ at the resurrection. You cannot be put in Christ now. That's just like, just like uh, uh, the man asked Ask God about having a baby. Can I enter again into my mother's womb? No, you must have been put in there through birth. All right. So, Romans chapter 3, let's read it in verse 21 and 22. Now, that's not what I want. Romans chapter number four. Romans chapter four, verse three. Read it. For what said the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Can't you see the difference? All right, now let's go back to Romans 3.21. See, if the, he's giving you the different righteousness throughout this book, and if you don't study it, you'll never know it. All right. So while I want to do this, let me do it because I'm I'm should be on my message. Romans three twenty one. Come on. But now, are you there yet? Yeah. Read. But now the righteousness of God without the law is what? What does it mean to be manifested? made known in the flesh. That, that was Christ, right? That's what Christ did, right? But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. We know it was witnessed by the law and the prophets because we saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration and we saw the law was there and the prophets. How many know what I'm saying? Two people were there and they disappeared. One day you go back and read it. That was Elijah and it was Moses. Moses represents the law. Elijah represents the prophet. They was with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was witnessed by the law and the prophet. Do you understand? All right. Now let's read verse number 22. Well, I want to get you to. Even the righteousness of God. Now the righteousness of God is what? Read. I need you to read. I don't need you to do nothing else. In the, nothing else. Do nothing else. Just read. Come on. Even the righteousness of God, which is which is by, by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and on all, all them that do what? One thing. Didn't tell you you got to confess, told you to believe. That's the righteousness of God. Keep reading. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What's the glory of God? God's righteousness. See, that's what he said. All have sinned and come short of God's righteousness. That's the glory of God. That's why you are in the glory of God. You are the body of Christ. You are in God's righteousness. You are in the glory. All right. Verse number 24, being justified, made righteous freely by his grace. You didn't do nothing, did you? God made you righteous by grace. Then it says, through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation, final payment for your sin through faith in his blood to declare what? His, you are declaring what? His righteousness. Someone said, I'm his righteousness. What are you doing? You're declaring his righteousness. Say, Christ is my righteousness. What are you doing? You're declaring his righteousness. You don't have no righteousness of your own. You're declaring his righteousness. That's how you give him glory. You're the only one can because you're the only one that got it. Whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith His blood to declare His righteousness. What you're supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be declaring His righteousness. Why? For because He's already forgiven your sin. So you ought to declare His righteousness. He gave you His He gave you His righteousness and took your sins. Second Corinthians five twenty one. That's why you're supposed to be declaring His righteousness because He took your sins. Come on, give him glory, not a patty cake. Now, watch what it says. Whom God has set forth to be the perpetuation through faith, in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sin, that are past. I said, the sins are past. And yet, people get up in the morning confessing their sin. They already passed. Keep reading. Through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time, what? You declared what? his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus didn't tell you to do nothing else but believe. Now let's go to Galatia. Only gonna take three more minutes. I gotta do something on my own message. I'm doing everything I can to make sure you understand the word. If you die and go to hell, it's not gonna be my fault. There is no time out, I wanna leave. I want out. I want out of here. There's no out. Okay. How many know where Adam died at? I'm going to do a teaching there. I'm going to do a teaching. I'm going to give you in advance now. Death happened in the mind. And that's not the only thing. Life takes place in the mind. Give you something to study on. You're going to be on this tape. So you know why people are dead? So when God told Paul to open their eyes, he's not talking about physical eyes. He's talking about their mind. That's why only the gospel of Christ can give life to your mind, to your heart, to your soul. All the same word. All right, Galatians chapter 2, verse 16 and verse 20. Are you learning the word? All right, keep reading. There's no excuse, you're not done. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Just one verse. Let me know you're there. All right, knowing that a man is not justified. How many know ju- what justified means made righteous? All right, knowing that a man is not made righteous by the works of a law. Can you see you can't be made righteous by the works of a law? All right, but by what? How was you made righteous? Amen. I need everybody. Just, I can't even understand what it's your salvation. You just sit there and look. Well, I, I, let me leave you alone. Maybe, this, maybe you don't want this. Maybe you don't know this. Let, let me move on. Let me, I'm talking to those who, who, who are saved. You who are saved. Okay, you can participate. You're not saved. You ain't, got no, you ain't got nothing to say. Maybe that's what... Let's keep on going. Knowing that a man is justified... But it's not justified by the works of the law, but how is a man justified? By the faith of Jesus Christ. So otherwise, watch what that says. You were justified by the faith of Jesus Christ. Let me say it another way. You were justified by Jesus Christ's faith. Now, if I read you Romans 10, it's to confess of your faith. I just want you to think. See, if you don't ever see the difference... See, salvation, that's why I got to show you. That's why I got to show you life has to happen here. Because every time life, every time the light, the spirit of life goes to your mind, you like, oh, I can see that. My job is to keep making sure you can see that. The eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, that's what I'm doing. So if your mind, your soul is dead, that means it's closed, then what I'm talking about does not interest you. So that's why I keep saying, listen, I'm trying to find how many saved folk in the church. Really? All right. Because he that has an ear to hear. Exactly. All right. Now watch what he says. Not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed, read, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by what? Yes. By the faith of Christ. Not my faith. By the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Now let's go down there and read uh, verse number nineteen. Skip down verse number 19 says, for I through the law am dead to the law that I might live under God isn't that the whole purpose you want to live under God keep reading verse 20 this is how you happen I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live said I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God how do you live by the faith of the Son of God, not by your confession of faith. Can't you see that? By the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, past ten, and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. See, that's the grace of God. That means what you have, God gave it to you. So that's why you got to do something. How many know you're supposed to do? Yeah, one thing, but I told you in Romans chapter 3, you're supposed to declare the righteousness of God. See, he gave you his righteousness. You got to declare it. How many know what it means to declare something? You ought to make known his righteousness. You need to tell people, I'm the righteousness of God. Make it known. Not I'm an old sinner. See, that's what religion wants you to say. They want to remember, remind you who you were. All right. Now here in verse number twenty, says, "I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live; yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me." How many know this was God's grace, unmerited favor? I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness that word righteousness is your life. So if life come by the law, which is doesn't, then Christ is dead in vain. He gave you his life. He gave you his righteousness. That's what his righteousness is, is his life. All right. Now, get Lord a lot of big hand. We're getting ready to move on. All right. Thank you for your participation and in your salvation. Praise the Lord. All right, now you want to write down sealed with the Holy Spirit if you have not written your subject down. Sealed with the Holy Spirit. I want to give you some definitions for the word sealed because you can't not miss this. Look at somebody and say, don't miss this now. Number one word for sealed is ownership. So when God sealed you with the Holy Spirit, it means what, number one? Everybody. Ownership. It means he owns me. Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, he, you are none of his. So that's what's happening is people are trying to get God to, to give them inheritance. You, you are not his. So this is why the Bible says sealed. And I'm going to show you three places in the Bible before this, that, where this happened. So I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Somebody says Sealed. With the Holy spirit. Holy spirit. All right. Now, the word seal, number one word is what? Ownership. Number two, identification. This is how you identify in the spirit realm. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, you are not a God's child. And I'm going to show you what happens. See, you need, some people, if you don't know you got the Holy Ghost, you need to shut it down until it happens. It's not a game. Uh, when you are sealed, you are secured. When God sealed you with the Spirit, he secured you. That's security. With the Holy Ghost, that's how God know you, his son. Identification. Ownership. When you got the Spirit, it's guaranteed that God owns you. And guess what? When God owns you, he's now responsible. See, you are not your own. You are bought with the price. You, this word seal is authentication. Now, usually when somebody looks at an NFL or NBA jersey, on the edge or the bottom of it, it has NFL or it has NBA, but you have to pay attention because it might not be authentic. So I'm giving you some word, proof that something is real. So when you got the Holy Spirit, that's your proof that you got the real thing. That's what the son said, I got the real, okay. We don't want to go there. Seal I means ownership, identification, security, authentication, proof that something is real, something is genuine, something is true. See, that's what the Holy Ghost in you is, the truth. You have the truth in you. So, you can, people can run around how huh, about they know the truth, but you, if you don't have the Holy Ghost in you, you don't know the truth. The truth. Let's go to uh, 2 Timothy 2 Timothy 2.19. We're going to give you some more. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. Are you enjoying the word? All right. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. Now you got to get this one because I'm going to take you to Israel and show you the difference. And they are sealed and show you how you are sealed. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. We're talking about in your soul. This is not your flesh. Your soul has been sealed to the day of redemption until God takes that out and take it into glory. That means God has sealed you, your soul. He owns your soul. His identification of the Holy Spirit is in your soul. He has given security to your soul. He has given peace, peace to your soul. He has given grace to your soul. <coughs> the Holy Ghost is your authentication, your proof that what you have, the life you have is real, genuine, and true. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. Are you there? I'm going to come to your camera. I thought you, I forgot you. Verse number 19, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure Nevertheless, the foundation of God standing sure. That word sure there means steadfast, steady, unmovable. That's all those things is once Christ comes inside you. This is why so many people hither and thither. That's why when you read Ephesians chapter 4, he talks about that as children, tossed. To and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine. Why? Because when you get the Holy Ghost, He, stead, he, he calls you to be steadfast, steady, unmovable. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this sealed. The Lord knoweth them that are His. Say it, the Lord knoweth them that are his once god give you the holy ghost that's identification god knows you are his son god know you are his daughter why because he gave you his spirit and if you god's daughter you got to have his spirit let everyone that name the name of christ who are you now you are the body of christ say who am i i'm the body of christ I represent Christ Himself in this earth. You are the body of Christ. So that's why so many people do not understand the book of Revelation because it's all about Israel. That's why when you get to chapter 21, you, and we're not going there, in Revelation, don't even turn to it on the screen. Let's take a break while I'm talking. Revelation chapter 21, you'll find out that the three words I said to you last week that you need to know what their ministry are because Jesus fulfilled all the ministries and when he came out of captivity, he, they fulfilled three ministries and that's Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. And so you have to understand when you get the book of Revelation, you're gonna see the walls being built. Then you're going to see the gates are connected to the walls. Then you're going to see the next thing is the city. That's all they talk about in, in those chapters. Why? Because that's who Israel is the lights, the city. But first they had to build the wall, then the city came. And at the same time on earth, God is building the temple. That's you. Name the name of Christ. See, temp, the Christ is a temple. That's why he that's why when, when, when and, and he started off in his gospel in the gospel of John, his first miracle, he said to them after that wedding, he said, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. Well, what temple did he raise? Don't say something too quick. You'll get that later. That's homework. Let's move on. Can't give you all my answers. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standing sure, having it sealed. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Why? Because he gave you the Holy Spirit. Let everyone that name the name of Christ, that's your identification, depart from iniquity. How do God see you? It's not hard now let me say it again he that name the name of Christ how do God see you why you take so long soldier now if you walk around with an army coat on or a navy coat military coat or how do they know who you are it doesn't take that long anybody here been in the military you've been in the military what 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 outfit did you wear soldier you, you wore army right because you're the army, you know that were you. You, you are the army. That, uh, that identifies who you are. So when God gives you the Holy Ghost, that's your identification. You got to know from now on, you are Christ. See, you know what happened? We don't want to say we Christ. Well, let me ask you a question. Either you are the old person or you the new one. Well, new, the, new man, the new man is Christ. But see, we don't want to say that because, nah, I can't be Christ. That's your problem. As he is, so are we in this world. You exchange places with Christ. He took our sins, sacrament Corinthians fire 21. We took his righteousness. The only reason the devil knows it, that's not Christ is the way you live. Let me move on. Because we know Christ don't, don't do all that. So all you got to do is live the life and he won't know the difference. That's why that Bible said depart from iniquity. He died for us so we can live for him. That's 2 Corinthians five sixteen says, if he died for you, you should live for him. See, that's the thing. We don't want to take his place uh, all the way. You know, we, we don't want to go all the way now. All right, now let's, let's move on. Now, so we're going to give you some more words. Uh, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. You want to put down a guarded, God it. G-A-U-R-E-D. God. G G U A R D E D. Am I spelling it right? You can spell it G-A-U-R, which one? If if somebody's guarding you, protecting you. G-U-A-R-D-E-D, right? All right, now that's, that's the one I want. Guarded through faith by God's power. So the Holy Ghost guards your soul. By His power, so the Holy Ghost does what to your soul? He He guards you, so you don't have to lay up there scared all night. The Holy Ghost guards you. Somebody said the Holy Ghost guards my soul. That's right. You don't have to worry. If you got the Holy Ghost. Go to sleep. All right. Now that verse I told you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not a healed. That's Romans chapter eight, verse nine. You want to put that in your screen? Let me do that quickly. Because I'm leaving Timothy anyway. Let's go to Romans chapter eight verse nine. See if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not a His. So what people need to be doing is stop playing around. See, you'll understand if you have the spirit. Watch this. One of the things going to happen, you, you have the spirit, you're going to want the word. That's, that's the first thing that happen. If you go back and look at the traits of a newborn baby, what, what the, you don't have to ask a baby for, for a bottle or milk. They're gonna desire the sincere milk of the word. That's what the Bible says. Romans chapter 8. So then they that are in the flesh, verse 8 says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But come on, but what? But you are not in the flesh. Say, I am, I am. not in the flesh. Alright. So if you're not in the flesh, where are you? You in the spirit. Watch this. So then you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit dwells in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ. Now he's telling you. What Spirit are you in? Christ. Come on, say, I'm in Christ. Christ. That's the Spirit you are in. And the Spirit of Christ is in you. See, it's not just one. That's what it means to be sealed. If you take a jar and you seal it, pop it, let it let the air out, sit it again, then not long, what's in the peaches' juice will be in the peaches, the peaches will be in the juice. Ain't that right? If you leave that, just like I'm saying something big, don't you understand you put peaches in the juice and put it in a can, the juice go get in the peaches? Or the peach, I'm sorry, I'm from the country, it's no peaches, it's peach, but... The peach would get in the juice and the juice would get in the peach, right? Well, that's how it is with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would get in you and you get in the Holy Spirit. You can't tell the difference. See, that's why you hear people say, I can feel the Spirit. You're supposed to feel the Spirit. The Spirit is in you and you in the Spirit. My concern is people who will never feel the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit dwells in you. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, watch this. He is none of yours. You are none of his. Remember I told you that? Identification, ownership. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. So stop putting it first. But the spirit now is what? What is spirit? The spirit in you now is your life. That is your spiritual life. And you have to have spiritual life before you can be promised what? Eternal life. That's why you don't get eternal life unless you have the spirit of life. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have eternal life. The spirit of life in you guarantees you are righteous. Now, after you leave the body, you enter into eternal life. Guaranteed. Eternal life is only for the righteous. Righteous. The Bible said when Jesus was teaching, He said, "Only the pure in heart." He's talking about the righteous. So don't go to church all your life and die and go to hell, especially by believing the wrong doctrine. All right. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life now because of righteousness. All right. That's why you got to make sure you have the own righteousness. Now give the Lord a I get a lot of big hands. I I want to take all that time this morning. Now, we're going we're gonna to start, start here. Uh, we're not gonna, we have children's ministry, the next service. I do have uh, one other thing I want to give you, and then we're going to dismiss. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, and this is where we'll start the next service. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Lord, help me to do it. I'm going to have to really stay focused the next service to even catch up. 2 Corinthians 1. Well, we had a good time. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And verse number 22, he's telling everything God has done for you. Verse 21 says, he established us. He has already anointed us. Now, all that happened God gave you the Holy Spirit. But I want to show you in verse 22, he's going to summarize it. Who has also sealed us. Now, all of this, we're going to start next service because he's telling you everything he's done for you. So you read the uh, uh, verses before which we're going to do when we come back. He's, he's, but this verse 22 summarizes. He sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit. That word earnest means the down payment or the guarantee of the Spirit. In our hearts. That's why I told you that he, 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 he put the Holy Ghost in your soul. See, it's one thing for your soul to be in Christ. Now he put the Holy Ghost in your soul. That's salvation. Now that means you are sealed. So that's why God put you in Christ. He did that part. So all the Old Testament, the types, the types were baptism, baptism into the, into the Holy Ghost. All, all that didn't happen. Baptism in water was a type of baptism into the spirit. And he said again baptism into water was a type of baptism into the spirit. So let's look at 1 Corinthians while you're there, last verse. 1 Corinthians chapter number. We'll come back to that the next service. In chapter 12 and verse 12 and 13. See, that's what God did. See, that's why people understand the word of God. There are types and then there is grace. Grace is the revelation of the type or the mysteries. All right? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 12 and 13, and we are done. Going to come to your camera and close you up. Verse 12 says, For as the body is one, on the screen? For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also Christ. So that's me. That's me. That, it, nobody else said none? That's, that's just, just y'all? See, it'd been something if the Lord said, I want everybody to say, who, who going with me? Everybody in Christ going with me, and you sitting there going. Lord, I hope it don't happen that way. All right. don't see that's the only memo can keep you keep you let me verse 13 verse 13 read it for by one spirit can't you see it said by how many see by the word by me how it happened all right so you were saved by grace how did how you get saved right by means how it happened that's why you're not saved by faith you're saved by grace all right it's not by your faith all right see Romans 10 9 and 10 that's by faith all right for by one spirit are we all what baptized and you see what baptism in water was how many know what I just said baptism in water was what I said it's a type. come on you didn't write things down you can't remember that two minutes Baptism in water was a type of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Old Testament could only be types and shadows and ordinances. But here he told you how it actually happened. He says, by one spirit, are we all baptized into one body? Can't you see the water? The Holy Ghost, Old Testament used the word water, New Testament the spirit. Alright, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, that's how you got in the body of Christ, whether we be Jews or Gentile born or free, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. Why? Because once he baptized you into the spirit, then the water of the spirit came into your soul, right? That's why he baptized you in the spirit, that's how you got the spirit in your soul. Get a lot of big hand. I'm gonna stop me. Right. Come on, stand up on your feet. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.